Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Deuteronomy. Hello, faithful listeners. Are you ready for battle? That is what we're going to be talking about today in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verses 1 through 9. This is going to be a really fun, a fun thing for me to talk about, I think. What a cool portion of scripture. So grab your Bibles. Let's jump in. Let's talk about Deuteronomy chapter 20, verses 1 through 9 today. I'll be reading out of the World English Bible. Feel free to grab the version of the Bible you prefer to read out of. One of my new favorite versions right now is the uh, Amplified version. And I have to say the reason I like it so much is because my mom recently got a uh, like a, a Bible, a parallel Bible that like has a bunch of different versions in it. And I've always liked the Amplified, but my mom's like, man, the Amplified is great. So I've had like this... <laughs> Uh, renewed interest and love in the uh, amplified version of the Bible, one of my favorite versions. But anyway, tell me what your favorite version of the Bible is. Contact me and let me know. I love hearing from you guys. I love when you introduce yourselves. And also, if you have any questions at all regarding the podcast or anything else, feel free to reach out also. Don't hesitate. And uh, if you have a prayer request, please also don't hesitate to send that over to me. I do read your emails personally. I know I've had a handful of people that email me that are like, I really hope you actually read them. I do. I do, in fact, read them. They go straight to my inbox, my uh, business email inbox. Now, of course, I am busy sometimes, so I don't always get to every single email, but I, I try my hardest to respond to everybody that um, that contacts me. But anyway, let's go ahead and read today's portion of scripture. I'll be reading out of the World English Bible. When you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses, chariots, and a people more numerous than you, you shall not be afraid of them, for Yahweh your God is with you, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. It shall be when you draw near to the battle that the priest shall approach and speak to the people, and shall tell them, Hear, Israel, you draw near today to battle against your enemies. Don't let your heart faint. Don't be afraid, nor tremble, neither be scared of them, for Yahweh your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies and to save you. The officers shall speak to the people, saying, What man is there who has built a new house and has not dedicated it? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in battle and another man dedicate it. What man is there who has planted a vineyard and has not used its fruit? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in battle and another man use his fruit." What man is there who has pledged to be married to a wife and has not taken her? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in battle, and another man take her. The officers shall speak further to the people, and they shall say, What man is there who is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go and return to his house, lest his brother's heart melt as his heart. It shall be when the officers have finished speaking to the people, that they shall appoint captains of armies at the head of the people." There's this thing that Christians often say regarding like portions of scripture like this, where it's like, well, these are stolen promises if you keep them for yourselves. The one that's like really big is Jeremiah 29, 11, where it says like, I, I know I've known you and I have a plan and a purpose for you, says the Lord, that kind of thing. And people are like, he was talking specifically to Jeremiah in that verse, not to you. So if you take that verse and apply it to your life, you're almost like stealing a portion of scripture for yourself, like stealing a promise that isn't yours. But here's what I think about that. I'll be honest, I don't know if I've always had this viewpoint, but I think that that is ludicrous. 
to not be able to apply scripture to your own life. Like that's literally why it's in scripture is to be able to apply it to your life. So when I see like a portion of scripture, like what we just read regarding going out to battle, I see no reason why we can't apply this to our lives now, even though God is talking to the Israelites, because the Israelites were God's people. But the fact of the matter is you and I are also God's children and God is the same yesterday, today and forever. So if God made this promise to his children in Deuteronomy chapter 20 about going out into battle and how God is going to be there with you. And if we look in the New Testament where God says the same exact thing to us, like Christ, like modern Christians, how he's always there for you and how he's going to protect you through things. I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a portion of scripture from the Old Testament that maybe was talking about the Israelites, but applying it to our own lives, because basically it's repeated in the New Testament anyway, that God is there for us. And so that's kind of what I want to say to that. But Deuteronomy 20 is talking about going out to battle. So it says, when you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses, chariots, and a people more numerous than you, you shall not be afraid of them. For Yahweh, your God, is with you who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. What a powerful verse. Like that is powerful. Basically, what God is saying is that the people aren't the ones that are fighting. Like, yes, they're going out to battle, but God is fighting through them. God is so powerful. He is beyond anybody. It actually says in the Psalms multiple times that God is the one that punishes the nations. And think about that. Like God is so powerful that a nation can be punished by him, like an entire nation. So, I mean, if, if God is able to punish nations, he is certainly able to help his people go out to battle. And I think that this is talking about any type of battle, really. If God is with you, you're going to be able to succeed through that battle. Now, of course, if God is not with you in that battle, that's a whole different story. And unfortunately, that ends up happening with the Israelites on multiple occasions. But the fact of the matter is, is that God was with his people and he was the one who was going to fight for them. It says he was the one who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Now, of course, the Israelites would have remembered this miraculous event that God did for them in the land of Egypt, where he did the plagues and punished the Egyptian gods, which is so cool. If you look at each individual plague, you'll see that uh, God was attacking the major gods, like little G gods that the Egyptians would worship. For example, like the frog god, I forget the name of it, Newt, something like that. Was it Newt? God like sent all the frogs and stuff. <laughs> If you think about it, it was like God being really, really snarky. That's that's beside the point. The fact of the matter is God is powerful. He was going to protect his people. And then in verse two, it shall be when you draw near to the battle that the priests shall approach and speak to the people and shall tell them here, O Israel, you draw near today to battle against your enemies. Don't let your heart faint. So the priest was supposed to be part of this procession. The priest was supposed to be the encourager. That's what we kind of see the priest being on multiple occasions. He wasn't just the one that like prayed for the people so that their like sins could be forgiven through, you know, God. He was also the encourager of the nation. We see that that was kind of the point of the Levites at this time period was to encourage all the different tribes of Israel. The priests were supposed to spread out among the people, which is why they didn't get like their own allotment of land or at least part of the reason they're supposed to spread out among the people and bless the people, encourage the people. So the priest was supposed to be 
the encourager of the army. He was supposed to stand up before they went out to war with anybody or a battle with anybody. And the priest would give them these words. Hear, O Israel, you draw near today to battle against your enemies, but don't let your heart faint. Don't be afraid. Don't tremble. Neither be scared of them. For Yahweh, your God, is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. That's a powerful statement. And it's the truth, too. Like God truly was there for his people. He truly is there for his people. I think that's the scariest thing about this is, do you have the faith to believe that God truly is there for you? I realized recently that I don't have a lot of faith in God's goodness. And honestly, this is me being quite vulnerable with you guys. I realized that I am quite terrified that God is just going to like take from me. Like, just like punish me for no reason and like take from me. But it says in scripture that he is a good, good father and that he never does anything like maliciously ever. And I know that I have a tendency to blame God for like the evil of the world and be like, well, you know, God, you allowed this to happen. You did this to these people over here. You know, that must mean that you're not good because you allowed this to happen. But the fact of the matter is we live in a fallen world where people are given free choice and where death and destruction happens. And if you think about it, it's not God's fault if that stuff happens. It's our fault that we created that, really. God didn't make any of that in the beginning. That was us that brought that on ourselves. But we often blame God for situations like that that happen. And of course, yes, God can, in fact, change a situation around and he uses these terrible things that happen for good. But it always says in scripture that regardless of what happens here on earth, he's going to bless us in the end. And it says in scripture that he is always there for us, even if he does allow something to happen. So God is always good. He's never evil. He's never bad. And he's never mean. And I've come to realize that I I almost like, in a way, doubt God's goodness a lot of times. And this is... Uh, I think a lot from my upbringing of believing that God was like this, this cruel person who just like, you know, strikes people dead all the time. Cause that's really what I believed. And I kind of thought I was over that, honestly. And I tell you guys all the time that, you know, God is so kind here, here and here. But then when I'm like thinking in my own life, like, oh my gosh, God is going to take my husband from me, or he's going to do this to me or do that to me. That's me like doubting God. He's, I'm doubting his goodness. So what this boils down to here in verse three, do the Israelites have enough faith to believe that God truly was there for them when they go out to this battle? It all boils down to faith, which is very funny because that's what we talked about yesterday also was faith in in Jesus and how that's basically the most important thing. But, you know, faith is so crucial for us. It's so crucial for every aspect of our lives and so if you're like going through a problem right now, do you truly believe that God is going to help you through that problem? Or do you believe that, you know, God is not good? I think it kind of all boils back down to that question. Is God good? Does he truly care? Is he there for us? And we have to have the faith to be like, yes, God is a good, good father. So the priests are reminding the people that God is their good, good father. And that when they go out to battle, when they have to war against this, this tribe of people that is so much bigger than them, 
God is good and he is there for them. The priest reminds the people of that. This is the point of pastors also in our society today. They are our encouragers. They are our, you know, leaders that help us remember God's goodness. And if you have a leader or if you're listening to like an online pastor that says that God is not good or says that God is racist or says that God is whatever else, there's there's that uh, viral <laughs> video right now of that like little 20 year old guy. I don't know his name, but he like said that God, Jesus was racist recently. And I'm like, what in the world is this? Mike Winger. I like him a lot. He's, he's a YouTube pastor. He talks. He talked a lot about it. But anyway, If you have a pastor like that, that's saying like God doesn't care about you or he's racist or whatever else, that is a false teacher. God is good. He is not racist. He created every single race on the planet. He created us all in his image. And clearly God loves everybody. But anyway, getting back to the point, the uh, priests here told the people to remember God's goodness and God's provision. Now in verses five through nine, It actually says that now the officers will dismiss people, which is so cool. This doesn't happen. Like, think about armies nowadays. Like, if you ever watch like war stories, there's always like somebody, you know, like freaking out and terrified and like fainting in the middle of battle. The officers were supposed to go around and dismiss them if their like hearts were growing faint. Like if they were freaking out in this battle, they were supposed to go home. And they would be completely dismissed 100% without any penalties at all. Same if somebody had like a care of the world. If somebody had just built a house and he wasn't able to live in it. If somebody had, you know, just uh, planted a vineyard and he wasn't able to enjoy the fruit. Or if he was concerned about his family or his fiance or anything like this. These people would be dismissed to go home because God would rather have people who were unafraid uncaring about the things of the world going into battle and have a smaller army than have a huge army of terrified people. We see this happen multiple times in scripture, actually, where God like wins, helps people win a war with like practically nobody. I think there's a a story in like second Kings or something like that, where like 10 men or something went out and defeated everybody through God. Like an, a huge army, 10 men went and like destroyed it. Same with the story of Gideon, you know, in Judges, where an army of 300 men went out to war against thousands and thousands of people and completely obliterated them. Same with Abraham, actually. Abraham, in the uh, book of Genesis, went out and defeated an entire king's army, miraculously through God. And Abraham, of course, saved his nephew Lot in the process. So, I mean, God is able to work with whatever you got (laughs) because God is so powerful. He's so big. But I mean, God would rather have a smaller army of believing individuals, a smaller army of faithful men than he would of those who don't have faith. And that, that just boils down to once again, God works miracles through faith. I don't know how that works. I I truly don't know how that works. But even Jesus, we see him often say when he heals somebody in the New Testament, he says, your faith has healed you. So faith is extremely important. It's so crucial for God being able to work somehow. I don't know how it works. I don't understand it. But in order for God to truly work through you, 
You need to have faith in him, like true, deep and genuine faith in God and in God's power. I watched a movie recently called Free Burma Rangers. It was uh, directed, I think, by Francis Chan. It was an excellent movie, and I recommend you guys go watch it. It was so excellent. It was like a story of just complete and total faith about how this missionary from America went out to Iraq and was like walking through bullet fire and saved these these people without a scratch on him. I mean, that story, that's like one small group of people going up against an army of like of like a, a Taliban army. I mean, it was amazing, that story. But God can work with whatever you give him. You just need to have that faith. So if you're struggling with some sort of problem in your life right now, I just encourage you to have faith. I encourage you to trust in God's goodness and God's provision for your life because he can get you through whatever you're going through right now. He absolutely can. He is so big. He is so strong that there is not a problem in your life right now that he cannot fix. There is not a mess up that you can make that is too big for God. He can fix whatever problem you made for yourself as long as you have faith in him. So just have faith. Have faith that God is leading you through battle. Have faith that God can get you through the battle and that God is the one who is battling this issue for you. And to end this episode, I'm going to just repeat verse three to you guys. Draw near today to battle against your enemies. Don't let your heart faint. Don't be afraid. Don't tremble. Don't be scared. Yahweh your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies and to save you. What a beautiful promise that is. Well, friends and faithful listeners, this was a a fun, fun episode. I just absolutely loved doing this episode and just trust in God's goodness that he can provide for you, that he can take care of you and that he fights your battles for you if you have faith in him. Well, if you uh, haven't uh, checked out the YouTube channel yet, go over there and subscribe because I've got some new videos coming your way. And also, if you guys want to, uh, you know, support the podcast in a different way, go over to the t-shirt shop, which is linked in the bio of this podcast episode, or check out the books that I have to offer for you guys. I've got a handful of devotionals that I've written over the years that are available on Amazon. You can check those out in the description of this podcast episode. Faithful listeners, have a wonderfully blessed day. I hope you all have a fantastic hump day. I'll see you tomorrow for an episode out of John. Happy listening and God bless.